Welcome to the Collections by Michelle Brown Show, a show about people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality as they create change. This episode is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services. Collections by Michelle Brown. I'm your host, Michelle Brown. Each week, we'll be talking with people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality and creating change. The current pandemic may have kept us from hanging out this summer, but it has not kept us from making new friends. Virtual events, social media, Even Zoom meetings still have provided many opportunities to build community. Today's guest, Rashnavi McDonald, is one of those new acquaintances met virtually. Calling in from Mumbai, India, Rashnavi shares her thoughts about life, spirituality, her relationship with God, in context with her life as an Indian film and TV actress. Her first acting role was as a child when she had a small role in her uncle's horror film. Acting wasn't her first choice. Vaishnavi wanted to be a scientist, but life had different plans. Six years later, she returned to acting to help her mother support the family after her parents divorced. From 1998 to 2005, she played the female lead in a superhero series. The show, as well as her character, got high acclaim and was considered her breakthrough role. When her journalist character was written out of the series, fan protests prompted the producers to bring her back. She went on to play leading roles in several movies. Vaishnavi has been nominated for and won awards for her acting and recently directed her first short film. Her website, Vaishnavi Reinvented, brings a unique holistic experience designed to enhance spiritual, emotional, intellectual growth and promote participatory engagement in all aspects of life, including and actors preparation, beauty, health, and wellness. As if her plate wasn't already full enough, Vishnavi recently wrote her first book, The Invisible Hand of God, scheduled for release October 1st. Vishnavi joined us after a day of filming. Although it was 1.30 p.m. here in Michigan, it was 11 p.m. in Mumbai and she had to be back on set the next morning at 6 a.m. Vaishnavi, welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. I have to say that you're my guest who's furthest away. I've had uh, guests from Canada, but you're even further away. You are, where are you my calling us from? from? I'm from India and from the city of Mumbai. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I mean, so people can get a sense of what it's like. Right here, it's like in the middle of the afternoon. It's summertime. What time of, what's the season like there? And if people were to to see you, what's it like? It's 11 in the night here and uh, 11 p.m. And uh, it's monsoon. The season is monsoon. And we are having heavy rains in Mumbai uh, to the point of uh, even flooding in some areas. Wow, that's something because I know there's, some parts of, of our country where they're having flooding. But we know about that. And, you know, one of the things that, that's special about this time in our lives is that we are able to connect. You know, um, you're there, I'm here. But we're able to connect in part to the magic of, of the Internet. Amazing. You know, what would, that's people, what what would you tell yes. Pardon? Pardon? Go ahead. Pardon? Yeah, continue, please. What would you tell people, like if people were like, you know, what's it like in your world, in your culture, growing up as a little girl in India? What would they say that really any little girl would identify with growing up? What was it like growing up there? Uh, I was uh, a girl with all normal uh, desires uh, as a kid. Uh, I would. I loved reading. That was uh, one habit uh, which I was blessed with. And uh, was, I didn't have a great education because of some family problems. I could not finish my uh, studies properly. But uh, I used to read a lot. I used to read everything. Anything I got my hands on, I would just keep reading. So I was a great fan of Enid Blyton, and I would read all her novels, Famous Five, Secret Seven, Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew, all these books. And uh, I grew up reading them. I grew up reading a lot of other novels. And that's how my childhood was. I I just loved reading. And uh, uh, yes, uh, I had a lot of desires. I wanted to study and uh, lead a normal life. But uh, uh, unfortunately uh, for me, uh, things were not so easy for me and my sister. Other than that, yes, so we had all the normal things, playing around. Um, you know, more of outdoor games in my time. Uh, you know, today's kids are more on the mobile phone and they are on the gadgets. But uh, in those days, it was more of the outdoor games and more of friends and more of relations, you know. I was reading, like you talked about your education, but I was reading that at one point in time that you had wanted to be a scientist. What made you want yeah, to be a scientist? I, uh, you, know, you know, every child has a dream. Uh, some want to be a, every kid, uh, like, uh, they come up with these things that I want to be a pilot, I want to be a aerostress, I want to be a you know, doctor, I want to be a, a nurse or whatever, you know, like each one has their own uh, uh, imagination. So I wanted to be a scientist. I thought it was very easy to be one, <laughs> you know, one of your childhood things. And uh, astronomy was something that was very interesting to me. And I was very interested in, even in chemistry and physics. So, uh, yes, I don't know if I had got an opportunity. I don't know. I would have been doing something in that area. But maybe I would not have been a scientist, but something close to that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Was there anyone in particular that you found that you looked at that inspired you to want to go into science? Uh, Yeah, um, uh, not exactly anybody in particular. It's just that science itself fascinated me, not any one particular person. It was just science. It was just the uh, science of nature, the the space, and the uh, you know galaxies and the universe and all these things fa- used to fascinate me as a kid. 
I always wanted to, you know, that's why maybe my inclination towards uh, spiritual things also, you know, everything mm-hmm. is so interconnected. It's all very interconnected, you know, that uh, inclination towards spiritual things. So it all started with this, like I was very, very uh, in uh, inspired and very uh, awestruck by the vastness of the universe and the planet, planetary system and all that stuff. And even science, you know, the way the chemicals, uh, um, the, uh, the equations and the configurations, all these things used to fascinate me. Mm-hmm. So and even, you know, uh-huh. And was, was your family encouraging of your dreams? Uh... Fortunately and unfortunately, both, uh, because uh, <laughs> fortunately, I'm, I'm saying because as far as things were going well, they really wanted me to study and I, uh, I wanted to study. But the, when things went really bad, uh, they did not, uh, you know, uh, I think a little bit of sacrifices from here and there could have ensured that I would have finished uh, my academics, but it didn't happen. That's the unfortunate part. <laughs> Now, I was reading, too, that, you know, as a child, you're on vacation, and you had the opportunity to appear <laughs> in a oh, movie. Yeah. I, mean, how was, I mean, how did that come about? I have been on a long vacation with my sister and my mom. We have been in hotels more than we have been in homes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's a strange part about our life. And uh, yes, I did a film when I was uh, nine years old. It was just for the sake of fun. One of my uncles, he was a writer. In horror, he used to write these horror films, horror flicks. So he said that she suits the character of the younger version of the heroine. So um, I played the heroine's uh, younger part, the childhood. So that was called Virana, and that movie was a big hit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, were you, were you nervous about doing that, or were you a natural yeah, sort of like, the like performing? See, I never had any formal training of acting or anything. At nine, you wouldn't expect uh, too much of it. So it was just like I just was put in front of the camera suddenly, and I was quite nervous. But, you know, um, I was more nervous about myself than others were about me, and when the results came out, I didn't seem nervous on screen, but off screen, I was very nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and did you become like the, the, the star of a neighborhood? Did the other kids uh, look up to you or talk about you being in a movie? No, I didn't because I did not pursue that career at that time. And it was just a one film thing and it's not enough for you to become a star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You really need mm-hmm. to do much more than that. You need to be regularly seen in other films and, you know, other stuff. So that didn't happen because I was not interested in acting. I was not interested in becoming an actor. I wanted to study, as I told you. So that was something I was looking forward to. So mm-hmm. uh, at that time, I was not known. It was much later mm-hmm. when I came back as a heroine, as a lead, when I was 16. That's when people mm-hmm. that's when people started clicking for me. And uh, Hello? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like you got dropped for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was good. So, so your parents, like it was like your your mom was okay with you doing this, but they didn't say, you know, they weren't like how you see the stories about the Hollywood moms who are taking their kids to every audition. They let you go back to just living oh. your life as a, a nine-year-old, eh? No, no, no. My mom has a nine-year-old. She didn't do that to me. 
but uh, when i was 16 uh, she definitely came with to uh, with me to all the auditions uh, uh, and the look tests and uh, actually we had more of meetings than auditions uh, it was uh, i was just finalized by the pictures we used to have some good pictures shown to them they would just meet me personally and uh, many times there was no audition it was just uh, on the basis of the meeting that you would be finalized what made you so, decide to to pursue acting i mean you you wanted to be a scientist but what made you decide that maybe acting was for you uh that's where the turning point comes in my life and my book is also much about the turning point of my life mm-hmm. uh it, it happened around the age of 16 when uh, suddenly you know my father just uh, disappeared Mm-hmm. Uh, from the our the scene of our life and uh, he generally used to shuttle between mumbai and we were staying in hyderabad doing my studies over there like whatever studies <laughs> if you would call it because i had a gap of around 6 years i didn't go to school for 6 years and then i sat for the 10th grade you know directly after the 4th grade so uh, i was doing my 10th grade at that time and uh, we were in hyderabad and my dad used to shuttle between mumbai and hyderabad his ancestral home was in mumbai and uh, mom and his family never got along so we used to be in hyderabad so um it suddenly just disappeared from the scene and uh, we were completely dependent on him for everything like our upkeep and our you know it's not like it's in india it's not like you are you uh, you know women uh, generally in those days especially now every woman is a working woman mostly but in those days you know the men had this whole ego thing that uh, you know you are not supposed to work i'm there mm. so she was mm-hmm. not working so she had left her she was a very independent woman before marriage and then she was without work so um, we totally depended on my father for everything you know i was still young i was not working my sister was younger than me four years so then we had to forcibly come to mumbai uh, to look out for our father and that's where uh, my acting career kicked off because we never found him but uh, we i had to start working so it was like more of a compulsion i had to work there was no uh, no way out mm mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so so you stepped up and you were really part of that the success of your family acting wasn't just uh, like you know going out to do a care it was part of supporting your family you know, yeah how unusual was that for a young woman your well you know you were just in your teens how unusual you know, was that i never thought much about it because i always was uh, looking towards uh, the higher uh, the supreme power that we that we call god i was mm-hmm. looking at him and i was uh, very busy actually watching him working you know the way he was making things happen in my life uh, and uh, make, making doors open for me so that i do not have to you know actually struggle struggle too much so i was mm-hmm. i was watching all the mirac- lots of miraculous things happening in my life so mm-hmm. um, it was not like has a for my god uh, the poor thing she had to you know of course i worked very hard and i thought mm-hmm. about my but i don't take much credit for it because i feel that there was always the supernatural power and grace moving with us mm-hmm. were making a way was doing everything for us so half of the battle was won there itself yeah mm-hmm. so i was just like an instrument i was just doing my job so i i wouldn't think too much about it i would take one day at a time and just see how it goes mhm mhm but then okay, one day gonna... uh-huh. so many years by 
So yeah. So you helped your mom with and with your with your sister and just to make ends meet, right? Yes, uh, because uh, they themselves couldn't do anything at that time. So it was just mm-hmm. me and uh, uh, since I'd already uh, uh, faced the camera, I had an experience of acting. So it was more easier for me to get work. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and pictures, uh, they really did come out well. So I got work very easily, you know, in the beginning. I got movies. Mm-hmm. I got movies as a lead character. And uh, I, I played the lead actor in it. And uh, two or three films which never got made. There were all these new producers, new directors. We have some stuff happening out here like this. <laughs> they, mm-hmm. they just start movies. They start, start it and they don't know if they have the budget to finish it. So <laughs> it was just end somewhere mm-hmm. in between and never get completed. Mm-hmm. But then you know what? It helped me to kick off my, kick start my career somehow. Then I started getting some serious stuff. I got some big movies with some big stars over here. I did some big films. And um, uh-huh. then finally, I, I, I wouldn't say I quit films. I just made a jump. I jumped uh-huh. into television uh, from movies because I found myself uh, more at home in television. And uh, I, uh, I felt more uh, confident then. So uh-huh. I came into television. You know, TV shows oh. and... Uh, Daily soaps, TV shows. Okay, well, we're going to take our first break, and I'll be right back because I want to talk to you a little bit more about that part before we go into where you are now. So we'll be right Right. back. This episode of Collections by Michelle Brown is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services, bringing balance to your mind, body, and spirit. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit the Center at www.thecenterforpeacellc.com. On collection by Michelle Brown, and I'm talking to, with Vaishnavi McDonald. Now, you know, we have in our country, we have uh, a community of many people who are from India who have those roots. And, you know, and I know that there are certain days where they show movies that are from India. There are many actresses and actors who are really big in India you know, are just starting, people are just starting to know about them here. How important do you feel that representation as a woman, not only there, but for people who are here to look back and see, you know, their culture up on the screen, how important do you feel that role is? Can you repeat the last bit? Oh, how 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 important did you feel that your participation in film and on television, that not only is there in India, but it's coming back here for people to connect with here. How important do you feel that is? Uh, very important because uh, I made, it gave me an identity. 
um, maybe I would have struggled otherwise to um, stand on my feet if I were not an actor. And today, acting, uh, I took it very passionately once uh, I started acting. Then I did not look back. I did not think and regret and I and think that, oh, I wanted to be a scientist and I wanted to uh, pursue academics, so uh, what am I doing? No, I just forgot about all that part. I said, what I have right now in my hands and what I have in my future, I'm, I have to give my mm -hmm. 100% to that. And I started working hard on that. And then I saw uh, how God just uh, blesses, uh, you know, the work of your hands, actually. And I saw mm -hmm. a real... Um, I saw the respect, I saw the uh, popularity, the respect, and I saw how people, you know, uh, a, a woman who makes a place for herself, that's what I tell all the youngsters even today, the young women whom I meet. I say, Ke, you, um, you know, mostly women are, uh, young women are struggling with relationships, you know, mm -hmm. uh, about being not being treated well. So I tell them, I say, make a place for yourself first. Make a name for yourself. Make a place for yourself. A woman who stands on her feet, uh, everybody respects her, you know? Mm -hmm. So you need to do that, you know? You need to do it for yourself. Do you ever hear from any young women here in, this, in the United States who, who have seen you perform and, and, and talk to you about, you know, their aspirations or what they got from seeing you, you the role you performed? Uh, no, I have got it from other places, other parts of the world, but not exactly from USA as yet. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but Indians from USA, yes. Uh, the Indians staying over there, because I think basically they are the ones who actually watch uh, Hindi, Hindi soaps, you know, uh, Hindi, mm -hmm. Hindi uh, language soaps. So I don't know if the others are watching it too, but I, I get a lot of uh, now, uh, a lot of... Uh, male uh, <laughs> people from U.S., boys and yeah, young men who connect with me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, yeah, they, um, they give me compliments and they uh, kind of like what uh, they see on the social media. You know, because mm -hmm. nowadays it's happening on the social media too. It's not just oh. your, uh, your daily soaps or your uh, TV, TV shows. It's also your, you know, how you project yourself even on social media these days. Mm -hmm. Now, you have a strong, now what you were saying about, about for women, you know, that's a very strong message about them making a space for themselves. Are you called yes. upon to, to, to be that voice? You know? Recently, I have come across a couple of them, and even my daughter struggles with this. She's a 17-year-old. She's a teenager, and she struggles with it too. And I have... Uh, Two nieces, one is again an 18-year-old. So, uh, you know, uh, I know what it is struggles these days. The women are uh, going into low self-esteem and uh, they want to, uh, you know, be appreciated and accepted. And that's what they look in the opposite sex to, uh, you, know, uh, you know, accept them and appreciate them and give them attention. But I say, Ki all that will happen. First, make a mm -hmm. career for yourself. First, stand on your feet. When you earn respect for yourself, Everybody starts respecting you. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've seen in my life. You know? Now you have a We had no self-worth. We had no value. And I remember how people would treat us when we were kids. Just because we were going through a rough patch. And, you know, I saw how they would treat my mom, how they would treat us. Uh, and I see the drastic change down the years. You know, now when you are established, when you have stood on your feet and you are somebody... 
how people look up to you. So I give glory to God for that, and I'm really grateful to Him for it. How is your mother doing? I mean, and 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 as she watched you go from being, you know, my, all the challenges. I think I get half of my whatever I have from my mother. She's a very strong woman, very strong-willed and very strong-headed, and she was a very independent woman post uh, meeting my father. Very uh, prior to my meeting my father, she was a very independent woman who had made a, a you know a place for herself in a man's world. She was working and she was uh, very successful in her work. And even today, at the age of 72, she's an entrepreneur. She is making uh, homemade oils, hair oils, and mm. hair packs. Yes, and she is very good at it. And already, a lot of people, uh, you know, look up to her products. And we are uh, planning to make it on a larger scale for Amazon and Flipkart. And you go a little bit into the market very soon. So at 72, she's an uh, entrepreneur. <laughs> you know, it sounds like what you got from her is also not only that never giving up. But, you know, like making your way. I mean, it seems like some people would look like, like you said, she had something before she got married, but she still instilled that in you so that you went on to become the woman you are. We women in India generally, I mean, in those days of my mom, it was always like, you know, the men, uh, uh, we give that respect to the, you know, the husband to that extent that we sometimes allow them to overrule our lives. So uh, that way she lost out on, she should have stood her ground even to, you know, keep working and not lose her job. But that's okay. Um, that was her decision. But later mm-hmm. on, she covered up for it now in this age. She's, uh, and she stood by me as a pillar, very strong. And uh, because of that, I think it weighted off a lot of, uh, uh, you can say, a lot of evil intended men <laughs> and people around <laughs> because of her strong personality. Now, you have a website that's called Vaishnavi Reinvented. And it sounds like you've done a couple of reinventions, like you were this, this young girl who wanted to be a scientist. You saw the situation that your family was in, and you reinvented yourself from just being, you know, going with, what, with your family to like, okay, I have to help and take care of my family. And you stepped into that role, and you've had this career as an, as an actress a very highly acclaimed, you know, career as an actress. I mean, if anyone, many people don't know about your career, but if they look it up, they'll see, you know, you have a very lengthy um, filmography and a role in television. You've received another, a, a number of awards, a number of awards for, as, a, as an actress. You were nominated, you won. What yeah, I won. I won two awards too. I got. I got a couple of awards too. Mm-hmm. What made you decide? I mean, the, the title of your webpage is Vashnavi Reinvented. What yes. Did, what were you? What did you want to say? And what is this webpage? This your website? I mean, you talk about uh, reinvented. What, what is it about? It's about, uh, you know, uh, at every stage of my life, something new coming up, like now I'm going to be an author. I'm coming up with my first book uh, on the 1st of October on Amazon Kindle. So, uh, I mean, like uh, a lot of things, uh, you know, when you, when you when, when the world says, okay, she's done a bit now and it's uh, high time now, maybe now this is all we have to see about her. There's something new coming up. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's always something yeah. new. It's a reinvention for me of my own self, of my own personality, and of uh, different aspects of my life. So that's why I chose the name Reinvented because there's so much uh, I want to do, uh, even in the in terms of script writing and direction. I have already directed a short film. Uh, made it on a very mm. small scale. It was in the lockdown, and I just did it on my mobile phone. So no great uh, thing. It was just the content, which was very good. And then I also wrote script for my friend web series uh, for the Indian channel over here on YouTube. He has a channel. So um, I'm also looking at the aspect of direction and future. So there's so much uh, like you know when people write you off and say, okay, now I think she's reached a peak. And uh, she, mm. she's done. Then you again reinvent yourself and you know come up with something new. Wow! So you you took on directing. I mean that's interesting because like you were like you were an actress and you often hear about people getting behind the camera doing directing. But, yeah, they didn't, they didn't expect me to. And then I did. I started even with that. They didn't expect me to write, and then I'm now writing. So I don't know what's coming up next. You never say never. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, I mean, but you know what? You seem fearless. It's, uh, I mean, that's one of the things that has come across in talking to you. It's like you're not fearless. You don't go like, oh, I might feel it's like, okay, I'm going to go do this. And you embrace it and you do things, you know, you embrace them full-heartedly and go about doing it. You know? Michelle, Again, I, was, I, I, was, I was never this optimistic uh, as a child, mm-hmm. I was actually maybe because of uh, the um, uh, the situational problems in our life and a lot of circumstances. I grew up uh, being a very insecure uh, kid with a lot of uh, lower self-esteem. Actually, that's my story prior to um, the age of you know 15, 16. I was uh, like very, very, uh, very. Uh, I had a low, very low self-esteem. Maybe because never had a normal childhood. So. Um, Today, if I'm a confident woman and if I have this kind of a positive outlook towards life and if I am so, uh, you know, optimistic about so many things in my life, I have to give glory to one name and that is Jesus Christ because he plays a great part in my life. So um, I cannot take the entire credit for this. I Uh am who I am because of how God worked in my life and I think he made the major difference in my outlook also that I'm so positive and I, you know, the way I look at things today. Now, what made you, you know, I mean, and I think that that's an important part that as you, as you start to write, like you were able, first of all, what made you decide to write? And then how important is it to have that voice for others who recognize, like your father was Hindu, your mother was a Christian, and many people deal with that, you know, that, that duality in their, their family. What made you decide to write? Uh, actually, I, I never, like, I never wanted to be an actor, and I was, I became one, uh, because uh, that was God's plan for me, and a good one, because I, today I realize how good it is. Similarly, I never thought I would ever write in my life. Uh, I would always jot down, you know, little journals and, you know, poetry. One of my poetry is uh, on the 1993 riots in Mumbai. We had big, uh, you know, uh, Hindu-Muslim riots in Mumbai in 1993. So I'd written a poetry on that, uh, and it was a very, uh, you know, emotional one. So it got uh, published in a big newspaper out here, in Indian Express. 
so uh, like that i i would love to write poetry and things like that and maintain a diary write about certain things then i started writing short stories and scripts but i never thought that i'll be a full fledged author or a writer ever in my life but uh, there is a, a two years back there was an incident uh, where there was this couple who came down from australia phil mason and maria mason they are pastors actually and they came down to our uh, gathering a prayer gathering and uh, she uh prophesied on me actually um she said that uh, you know i i can see in the spiritual realm that god wants you to be a writer and an author uh you want you to write books so i said yeah i love writing but i've never thought seriously about this thing so she says why haven't you i think you should start right away i didn't take that seriously two years back and i forgot about the whole incident and uh, but god never forgets uh in this lockdown I got acquainted with you know Sangamitra Das Gupta right Ezio uh-huh. she goes by the name of Ezio and she's a renowned uh, illustrator and uh, she became my very good friend via social media she was uh, she connected with me on Instagram and suddenly out of the blue she doesn't know anything about my life she says you know what she calls me uh, didi uh, didi means elder sister in india so she said uh, didi why don't you become a why don't you write i feel your thoughts and everything are very uh, i feel you can be a good writer so i said ke i i, I just remembered uh, you know what was spoken over me two years back i said yeah i i i somebody else also told me i should write but she said take it up seriously and you know what i don't know any technicalities about see i can just write i can i, I know how to write mm-hmm. because i've i've always loved reading books i have been a bookworm all my life and i've loved reading so i know how you know how you can pen down chapters and you know phrase the words and everything my vocabulary is also not bad by the grace of god so um, i know how to put down things and i always wanted to write something about my life philosophy uh, a lot of you know relevant things that happened around us i wanted to put it all together so when she said this i said okay i'll do something i'll start writing let's see how it goes and then she just was relentless she this woman she didn't leave one single day she kept on making everything fall in its place like uh, the kindle uh, amazon kindle uh, you know the account and everything was put together for me it was like as if god was just using her everything was just like uh, the red carpet was just put out for me to walk <laughs> so i all i had to do was concentrate on my writing and write something interesting or what i want to and then one fine night i was just sitting down and i i was just uh, thinking about the book and i was thinking about what should be the title and it just came to me like that see mm-hmm. it's always been the hand which has mm-hmm. uh, you know it cannot be seen because he is invisible he is spirit so it cannot be seen but it has always been there in my life doing everything for, for me even now as an author everything well, is just falling in place well you know i've talked to a number of people during the shutdown where i mean many people it's like it's something that they have put on the back burner or they haven't thought about for a while but during yeah. this, this time of the pandemic something has happened or they've become connected with people we share uh that connection with isio i mean she's illustrating a book that i've written but it's so like even though things have shut down 
it's these other type of connections that are coming, and it's sort of like, well, this is the time. You know, this is the time for you to, to write this book, you know. Exactly. Um, I mean, just the right time, you know, God, God has his own ways, and uh, it was the right time for me to start because uh, uh, even the atmosphere, you know, and a lot of things happening in my country, and I, I think worldwide too, I don't know about the other places, but in my country there is a, a kind of, uh, you know, like a, a wave of depression and a wave of sadness with this pandemic, and uh, a lot of uh, youngsters ending their lives, you know, with mm-hmm. hopelessness. So I was mm-hmm. watching all these things, and I was thinking, uh, what we need to do is like, if I, if I'm able to communicate with people, you know, uh, via social media also, and otherwise also, if by my writing, if I can, you know, social media, whatever you speak, remains there for some time, and then it's gone. But a book will remain forever. Mhm, mhm. So, who is your ideal you can, audience? Who is your target audience with your book? Uh, I would say uh, my target audience would be somewhere from 17 years of age, 17 to um, uh, 17 to 70. Everybody will, uh, you know, uh, can relate to this book. Everybody, because it's a journey. It's an entire journey from from a young girl to, you know, I'm 45 today. So there's a lot of my life and otherwise a lot of other things too. Uh-huh. <laughs> When you're putting it out and you're going to go on Kindle, I mean, you're like, which I think is great in doing it. What has been, I mean, when you tell people, I'm going to follow that, that dream that I had, I am doing this book, I'm, this is the time, I am supposed to do it. You know, I have been, you know, this has been your assignment to do this book, and now you're doing it. What has been the response to people who may have only thought of you as being an actress? Yeah, I mean, they are all surprised and shocked. My my contemporaries, my co-actors, they are all like, oh, you, so you're writing a book. It's like suddenly uh, they look at you in a more serious manner, you know. Okay, okay, writing a book is more deeper, you know, than just being an actor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Writing a book requires a lot more, uh, uh, I mean, like, I, I think it requires a lot of intellect also. So, um so they, they generally the year you know this whole thing about actors oh actors they are like okay they're superficial you know they are like what they just have to uh, you know play a character and you know they are sometimes um, leading such fake lives but writing a book is another ball game altogether so but I uh, somehow by the grace of God I have this image of being a very uh, real person here even as an actor. And uh, even in my in social media or wherever, it's, I don't uh, I don't like this uh, pretense. I don't like uh-huh. to pretend. I don't like to uh, put a fake uh, face or a fake uh, you know this. Uh, I like to be uh, what I am inside is what I like to be out. So my book also will reflect reflect that part of me. You know, it will be very very simple. At the same time, it will be very real. It will not be some, uh, you know, uh, sensationalizing in order to just, you know, make it more interesting. But I think, nevertheless, it's going to be interesting. Did you find it difficult to talk about the challenging times in your childhood? Did you find it difficult to put that in words? No, I didn't. Uh, yeah, there are certain things I cannot, I wanted to share, but then I held myself back because it... Uh, it actually, you know, what happens is you need to respect other people's identities. You need to respect other people's uh, 
you know their uh, backgrounds and you know their respect before society so there are certain things i could not share a couple of them so i retreated from there but then uh, many things i don't feel shy i don't feel embarrassed i tell you why if it was just about me this life and it was just about my efforts and my work and who i am and what i am but when it comes to you know uh, when i speak about my struggle days and how i came out of it uh, there is an i'm i'm glorifying god there because i have a story to tell it is it is as real as it's supernatural so um, i don't feel ashamed because i feel that um, i want people to know that there is hope you are ne- never to lose hope you are never to think that it's over you are never to think that nobody loves you because there is somebody who cares he loves and he's there for you all you need to do is open your heart open your mind and open your eyes to see did you before you sat down to write it did you have that conversation with your family about you know writing this book and that it was more than just it's not a tell all book you know you're not going in and telling all all the family secrets but that this was why you were writing the book and the parts that you brought into it about your family how important it felt that you showed the whole picture did you have a conversation with your family uh michelle i've had a uh, i've had an interview um kind of a testimonial interview with cbn uh, cbn channel and a lot of other places uh, on on google and online uh, my story is there out it's like an open book but there are many things about my life which is there in this book which has never been spoken uh, openly in front of the camera so that, those things are there and uh, i've kept that in mind uh, see i've not asked her permission from my mom or anybody because she knows she knows what i speak mm-hmm. and she supports me on that but because she knows whatever i say is the truth and she is a witness to that so neither my sister has a problem with that and uh, she's also very uh, she's also very strongly believes in god so i all all of us in fact so neither my husband so none of them have a problem as far as you know um, mm-hmm. it, it 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 is about uh, you know glorifying god's name and uh, um i i've kept that in mind that i should not hurt anybody's sentiments and i have mm-hmm. no right to actually you know um you know tarnish anybody's character Um, because uh, uh, God doesn't give me a right to do that. Uh-huh. So I have to tell my uh-huh. story in a very uh, clever way, uh, telling the truth at the same time, not you know divulging a lot of uh, uh, personal stuff about anyone. I can Or do that about that. my own self. Uh-huh. About my self. Yeah, yeah but not about uh, another third person you know. Well, we're going to take our second break and I want to talk about the book where people can get it and what your plans are with it so we'll be right back collections by michelle brown airs every thursday at 7 p.m. You can subscribe now and listen to the podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Be sure to like the Collections by Michelle Brown Facebook page and mark your calendar so you never miss an episode.
we're back here with Vaishnavi McDonald. Your book is The Invisible Hand of God. Yes. Why that title, and how do you feel your, I mean, the, the cover, I mean, it just sort of shows you holding that hand. Tell us that, without telling the whole book, why that title, and what do you hope that readers will get from reading The Invisible Hand of God? Uh, the title, as I said before, the title came to me one night. I was just contemplating and I was kind of, uh, you know, praying and I was just thinking what should be the title. And this just came to my mind. It was like an inspiration. The Invisible Hand of God is very apt for my book because uh, it has it's very apt for my thought process, my philosophy and even my own very own uh, testimony of my life uh, because uh, the hand of God has played a great, great part in every part and area of my life and uh, it, is a, it is a major part of my story so that's why it's so apt when you will read you will understand what I'm trying to say and uh, uh, the, the illustration, the, the, the picture uh, is again the credit goes to Ezio that's Sangam Mitra Das Gupta she's wonderful <laughs> So you said that like it, it appeals to people. Your target market is 17 to 70 and beyond. Um, what would a teenager, like someone who's 17, what would they find from that that book? What like if they were questioning something, or a, what would help them? Even a 15-year-old, because my story begins from when I was 14, 15, and uh, I think teenagers to an older person. Everybody is going to be, uh, you know, in, inspired uh, if they are open in their heart and mind to read. Uh, they will be inspired because uh, a, a 16, 17 year old uh, will be inspired that, um, you know, no matter what you face, there are broken relationships. I come from a broken family. I think this is a very common thing all over the world. It's a broken family. Yeah. My father never got together ever again after that, that incident. And um, so I, I know it's very difficult. I've seen that, uh, you know, that insecurity, that sadness, that, uh, you know, that deep uh, emptiness that comes with all this. But how that emptiness can be filled by uh, a power that is beyond our human understanding and a love that is beyond our comprehension and how a person can pick up the pieces of their life and still put it together and still make something so with the, with the help of God, make something so beautiful out of all those broken pieces of your life and such a terrible, you know, even if you had the worst childhood ever, uh, never never think that this is uh, going to determine your future because uh, if you trust, if you trust God and if you believe in yourself that and you keep, you, you know, you trust God and trust your uh, hard work, sincerity, honesty towards your work, you will definitely make it. So that now, would be you know, for them. Now, you know, one of the things that I, that I found that was interesting that you talked about, okay, first of all, that your father was Hindu. And I think that many people, if they think of someone from India, the first thing that they're not going to think of is like, oh, she's Christian. But you also say that you are a believer who's more into a relationship with God, not religion. Yeah. You know, often people will see or look at the title, and I know people who go like, oh, I don't want to hear that. They're going to be trying to preach at me. But it <laughs> sounds to me that you're not preaching at, you're sharing no, no. with. 
I will only be what telling you. There is no preaching. There is no preaching at all. And I'll tell you something. Uh, uh, maybe I will irk a lot of people in, through this book too. Uh, may uh, it may not create uh, a controversy as such, but uh, definitely some people will be like the very religious ones. You know, from all religions. <laughs> because I have touched mm -hmm. a chord over there uh, that religion is something that man has made and uh, uh, I, I, I personally feel everybody has their right to their own thinking. I personally feel you won't find God over there in any of the religions. You find him outside the religion. <laughs> when you connect with him on a spiritual level and in a relationship, that's where you find God. Yeah, so, so, I mean, so your book, your book is not just for, I mean, it's like to develop that relationship with God, where you stand with God, you know, so it's not yes. like you're, it's open to anybody who's, who would, could find it and connect with you and what you're saying. Yes, of course, everybody, because I feel that uh, he's for everyone and uh, he cares about everyone, and irrespective of which uh, caste, creed, religion, or race they come from, God is for everybody. And uh, a, a freedom, a free life, a life full of, uh, you know, uh, hope, love, faith, a life full of positivity, a life uh, which, is, uh, which is fulfilled is for everybody. People don't have to think this is my faith and this is how I'm supposed to be and I have to suffer like this all my life. There are some people who are just being deceived into it, you know, thinking that this is how my life will go on and this is how I will end my life. But no, you can come out of every situation, no matter how grim, how dark, and how desperate it may seem. So, you, I think that it sounds to me that this is like a book of inspiration. You know, I mean, yeah. it, I think it, it's it can more be of motivation and so, It is not a religious book. It is not a book about you know uh, uh, asking you to do this and that. It is about. It's a book just that will make you think. Introspect, mm -hmm. make you think, make you think and think and think more. And, you know, and, and really, there's always times that, and, you know, I like that, that you're doing it, that you're drawing upon your personal experiences and things that have your spirituality because, you know, there's nothing wrong with being spiritual. And sometimes that's what helps in these dark times someone, someone to make it. Um, exactly. So, Exactly. And I'm telling you, uh, even in these dark times, like um, I have seen okay. this hand working. In fact, uh, I think my book will end with this, actually. Uh, it will end with so, this uh, days itself uh -huh. uh, because I'm still uh, writing the last chapter. I finished half ah. of it. I'm second half of the last chapter and it's going to be more of what is happening right now. And uh, people will relate so much to it uh, about this time and this moment, and uh, and uh, I, and that will give them so much hope, because uh, even in this most difficult times, uh, where people said, Ke, "Oh, you know what, work," you know, people are losing out on jobs and work, and you know, economic crisis and a lot of things happening everywhere. And uh, as you know, our country is still a developing country, and uh, we we didn't need this <laughs> this moment because we were just growing, you know. So um, uh, uh, the economic crisis has touched every area, and that includes even my acting field because, you know, it okay. affects our remunerations, it affects our payments, it affects everything. So uh, in spite of all that, I have seen a supernatural uh, breakthrough happening in this very grim and very sad uh, time 
uh, where people said, okay, oh, work now, don't think about work for the next few months, maybe November, December, maybe next year. And I'm already working, uh, Michelle, I'm uh, busy, by the grace of God, I'm already, I did a film, I did a film for most probably, I'm not sure, uh, they have kept the mm-hmm. options open, it might come on Netflix, and I did a film for a web film, and then I also uh, did a, I'm doing three, te- uh, two television shows with the same production house, uh, so you can imagine I'm doing two shows, and it's a two shows are daily soaps. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, it was happening, everything is just falling in its place, so all you need to do is, see, about a few months back, it was like a question mark, what's going to happen, like March, April, May, everything was a question mark for lots of people, you know. Because uh, it seems so green. The whole picture was very uh, blue. Uh, what's mm-hmm. going to happen? And uh, I, 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 I was getting worried too because, see, I'm human at the end of the day. So I used to get a little like, anxious about the situation that's happening all around us. But then it was, again, I'm telling you, the hand of God, very, uh, like a solid anchor in my life. And then, again, he would calm me down and say, okay, everything's going to be fine. You just trust. And then I would start trusting. I would start looking at things positively, and I would not speak negative things out of my mouth. I would only be uh, look, have a positive outlook. And just on the nick of time, everything just falls in its place. So that's wow. the message. Never give up. Never feel that, oh, uh, even a pandemic should not make you feel it's the end of the world. <laughs> There is silver lining on the horizon, always. So people will still see you up on the screen and on, on the big screen. On the, yes. it's, I was looking on Amazon, and they say that they expect uh, it will be delivered to Kindle by October 1st. Yes. First of October, the pre-order is uh, already on, on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a pre-order, which is there also in my Google website. Uh, you can go and pre-order from there too. And also, we are coming up with the iPhone, uh, the um, uh, the uh, uh, you know, uh, to release it on the iPhone because um, uh, uh-huh. uh, Amazon Kindle uh, will not uh, the iPhone uh, users will not be able to you know read uh, from the Amazon Kindle. So even for them, uh, uh, Sangamitra is helping me with the ebook for iPhones. And how, other than that. How, I mean, you know, with this, I mean, I know that there's a lot of things to do. And normally people would go on book tours and be going all around. How are you promoting the book? Oh, I haven't given much thought to that. As I said, uh, a lot of things have just happened to me. Even uh, I will think about that when I come to cross that bridge now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, if I, do, uh, if I do get the opportunities, I'll be doing that too. Uh, but now... Since it's my first book, I just mm-hmm. want to keep. I, want, I don't want to keep a very, very high profile, uh, just a normal profile, and you know, let the let my writing and let the book speak for itself first, you know, and then yes, so of now, course, mm-hmm. I will promote it in in whatever way I can. But uh, definitely, I won't be going too much out of the way because it's my first book. I first need to see how what, how people react to it, and uh, what are the reviews that I get for it. So, so now that you've gotten that, that you, you've taken that step and you've done it, do you think you'll write a second book? I already uh, have thought about the second book, too. Oh, and right. And I want to. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it will be wow. some, uh, yeah, 
it will all all be in the same line of course in fact uh, i also la- like writing fiction um mm-hmm. i had uh, in between tried to write something on a thriller basis you know um romantic mm-hmm. thriller mm-hmm. so i i i am open to that option too in the future but as of now it's more of a philosophy and more of you know um, do you see one day that maybe a book you've written that you will be producing and directing the film about it yeah quite possible with me because i always <laughs> it's quite possible with me uh, as i told you now they never and uh, vaishnavi is reinvented so it can happen any time <laughs> Wow, that that is just great. Well, uh, Vashnavi, her site is Vashnavi Reinvented. The book is The Invisible Hand of God. She's got film, television coming out. I mean, and I know that there's a delay in the films and things that are coming out in India getting here, but I know we have a a big uh, Asian Pacific Island community here who follow that on the days that they show that. So she's not she's not stepping away from anything. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I am so grateful spoken with you. Congratulations on your book. Congratulations on all you've done. I will be watching your website, and I'm going to pre-order the book. Um, thank you, Rashnabi. Thank you for taking thank the time so to speak to me. And I and I want to thank you for one more thing. Um, first of all, I like this uh, name that you have kept. or your uh, your this platform it's amazing uh-huh. it's very inspiring and the second thing is that uh, you pronounced my name quite good quite right <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank really you good. thank you so much well okay well um again thank you so much and i will be in touch with you like i said i'm going to continue to follow you and support and can and encourage others to Look at this book. I mean, in these dark times, we need inspiration and to know, you know, there is going to be a brighter side. So again, thank you so much. I hope I live, so up, much. live up to all your expectations. I just hope by God's grace I do live up to all the expectations. Thank you. Well, you certainly did. I want to thank my guest joining us all the way from Mumbai, India. film and tv actress and new author Vashnavi McDonald she's back on set acting with her book scheduled for release October 1st to learn more about her visit her website Vashnavi reinvented be sure and follow collections by Michelle Brown blog radio on facebook twitter and instagram And let us know if you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future show. You can support the podcast by becoming a sponsor of Collections by Michelle Brown on Patreon.com. You can listen to this or past episodes of the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Blog Talk Radio. Join us next week. when I'll introduce you to another amazing individual living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality and creating change, right here on Collections by Michelle Brown. Thank you for listening.